Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another Paradigm Podcast episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you're having a good week. And uh, before we get started with today's episode, we want to urge you to subscribe, hit the like button, comment down below, and follow us on all our social media platforms. All the information you need will be down in the description below. Another little special drop. We just came out with a vlog. That was about last week. Go check it out. We're going to start dropping a lot more content related to kind of what we do outside of the podcast. So go drop a like on that video and let us know what you think, huh? Yep. So we're going to start with the disclaimer that we add to the beginning of all of our episodes now. So we here at Paradigm do not claim to have all of the answers. We simply desire to be better each day. We make videos in the hope that other people that that desire the same can use some of the tools we've discovered along our journey. So... The information used for this discussion in this episode comes from the book Beyond Order by Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Uh, And the chapter we're going to be discussing uh, is titled Abandon Ideology. So one of the big premises of this chapter that uh, JBP really wants to get across is be willing to abandon ideology. So before we can get into that, we have to kind of know some definitions to really get into the conversation. So what is ideology? Ideology is a system of ideas or ideals, especially one which forms the basis of economic or political theory and policy. So I kind of Googled around and it seems like it's uh, a simple checklist of ideas we have about our world. Mm. So an ideologue is an adherent of the ideology or a proponent of that, especially one who is uncompromising and, and dogmatic. So this person represents these ideas um, or this ideology and kind of presents that to the world as I adhere to these rules. Yeah. What does dogmatic mean? So dogma is religion. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's okay. okay. So you're okay. almost take it as this is, this, this is, is truth. Right. Yeah. It's right. Like okay. Their identity. Right. And yeah, they identify with it to a point where it's like, this is the truth. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so JBP states, beware of intellectuals who make a monotheism out of their theories of motivation. Beware, in more technical terms, of blanket univariant or single variable causes for diverse complex problems. Or in layman's terms, beware of ideologies that propose simple solutions to complex problems. Mm. So some questions we want to discuss about. So what is the difference between ideology and principles? We've talked a lot about principles. And now, you know, as a man or as just a good human being, you should have a set of principles that you adhere to. And um, if the situation comes, you then know, okay, I need to operate based on these rules. Right. Right. So a principle or principles are firm, moral, and or political commitments that one has made and relies on to guide one's practical judgment and actions. So I want you guys to kind of think about it and and let me know what you guys think the difference is, in your opinion, Mm -hmm. uh, between principles and ideology. Right. I think the key uh, takeaway from the uh, principle definition is practical, right? Practicality comes with experience. Practicality comes with how well you can apply it in the real world. Um, So if your principles aren't aligned with uh, maybe just where you want to end up, maybe you were saying, I want a Ferrari, but you don't go to work giving your 110% at everything you do, or maybe you're not looking for that job to give you that income that you need, or maybe you're not pushing yourself hard enough. I think your principles start to align with who you are practically, right? You can have a mindset behind your principles, but if you're not taking the actions to bring or show the world, right? Because the world will will respond to how you 
um, how you, I guess how you're, how you present yourself to the world. Go ahead, John. I just want to go ahead and say, I'm a little bit unclear with the Ferrari scenario, uh, metaphor, because like, if your principles that only get a Ferrari, it's like, well, then you'll do anything to get the Ferrari, you know, where it's like principles more about like right or wrong stuff like that, you know, like I'm not, I'm being a little bit vague, but it's like, okay, my, someone could go fucking suck a dick for a million dollars and get a Ferrari. I wouldn't do that. That's against my principles. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah and, but, so the principle so not, like, is, 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 if the principle is like, I want a Ferrari, it's like, well, then everything so the, 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 to get the Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. So the principle not being just a Ferrari, it's maybe materialistic items in the world. Maybe they value materialistic possessions way more than other people do. Maybe they put that at a higher, like my success and my, the way I view my identity is I have to have a lot of things in my life to value myself. And so, and so their, their principle starts to align with things that are external. Right. And okay. I've met people like this where things are externally valuable way more than to them than they are to me. Okay. Right. Like, and so I think people put materialistic things to, to be more valuable, but it, it, I'm not saying like that material thing is your principle. If that makes sense. I think, they align themselves with, I want a lot in the world. And so if I understand my desires, if I understand the action I need to take, I need to align my principles to that desire, to that work ethic. And I value those materialistic things. Okay. So that, so I think that's practicality. It's, it's how the world perceives you and how you are going to take action in the world and kind of just lead by truth on what you're saying. In that same um, kind of lane, using uh, some puns there, but in the same kind of lane, what would an ideology around uh, material things be? Instead of the, because you're saying the- The wealthy are the creation to the poor, right? People that have or accumulate a lot of wealth are the reason why the poor remains poor. Okay, I can see that. That's definitely something we hear around now. Right, because, well, at least if you read biographies, autobiographies, and listen to how hard people had to work, we only see the very end of their success, mm-hmm. right? If people could live through people's lives, then maybe we wouldn't say these things that we say about wealth or like accumulation of uh, great fortune. Okay. And so I think we just, a lot of us see the, 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 the success because of social media. And so we kind of prejudge before we even read the book. Mm. Okay. All right. How about you guys? You guys know any differences? Yeah. For me, the difference would be ideology is normally an answer about a big thing or a, a big complex thing that it's kind of hard to, to break down each variable. So a, a blanket term can kind of be used intermediately to describe the solution to that thing or to describe the problem. Where principles, it's not answering any problems or it's not a solution to anything. Principles are like choices you make on how to live your life. And normally like you'd form them by having like habits, like, like positive habits or principles. So I think those are the two, two differences. Okay. Right. I kind of agree. I mean, I feel like ideology is sort of like a, a certain lens that you have on the world and uh, a, a way of thinking. Um, and it's, you know, we'll break that down further, but it's the isms that we're going to get into, right? Like there's a whole bunch of, um, I, I would almost say like a re- religious sort of way of thinking um, in terms of like the way someone has a lens on, on that uh, the state of the world or the state of the the universe or something. Uh, and then I think principles are just kind of like what John said. It's a, a decision of how you should behave or 
or go into more behavioral mm-hmm. things and how you conduct your life. Um, you know, what are things that won't change about you? And you're going to stand by those. Um, it's not so much the the before mentioned things. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I want to touch on because you said like almost religious. I'm like, I totally agree. And like Devin brought up like examples like like the, the rich are evil. And it's like, you know, the poor are poor because of the rich. You know, it's like people start taking those like simple things as almost like religion. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, during COVID, it was like, you know, you need to get boosted, you know, and like it was like very like like the ideology of like you have to mask up you know that, that almost became like religious a little bit you know right. um because like that was their solution to the big thing right yeah yeah definitely I agree. um i just thought i thought like so if marriage say can you know how like value or i i guess how uh high so high higher up on the hierarchy of religion like marriage is right like marriage is very very important in religion mm-hmm. would that be considered an ideology or a principle Hmm. I don't understand the question. Like, it was so, mean, like I so if you were like, if, if you were raised, let's just say Christianity, Christianity is going to be the ideology, but marriage is like save yourself for marriage. Correct. Right. Or save your, don't have sex until you're married for a woman. Mm-hmm. The principle being pres- for the woman being preserve yourself, right. She preserves herself in the sense that I value preservation. I guess in that sense, the way I take it is that like, because of their ideology, they have mm-hmm. like, they draw principles from that lens, you know, right. but yeah. like the, yeah. the, the, like the idea of God doesn't set the tone for like marriage and sex. It's just like, they built principles to align them, align themselves with their ideology. Right. That's a good way to put it. I was just going to say it's a practice from, yeah. from that, you know, but the practice, the reasons behind it kind of point back to like what John said, the principles are formed from that ideology. Yeah. Like a ground ground zero kind of thing for, building morals or principles or whatever uh, and it, it, you bring up a good point because um Ooh. so there's this thing with ideology there comes doctrine right so like you're saying in the ideology oh. of christianity there's this is what we think this is how we think you get doctrine of this is how you should act based on how you think and what yeah. you've kind of yeah. believe in yeah. so doctrine is uh, defined as a belief or a set of beliefs and that's um taught by a church political party or other group so we're teaching you how then you should think. Okay. I would like to go- doctrine for an ideology. Go ahead, John. I would like to say too is like I think he brings it up in this chapter, or maybe it's the following one, but he talks about like with with the with the absence of, of God and religion. Right. Um, yeah. we've lost some of these core fundamental things that made us a good society. And and that's through his lens, and I right. kinda agree. But because of his ideology they had doctrine, which if you didn't have principles, they said, Hey, this is kind of the rule book for all of us, buddy. You know? And like, you know, whether you believe in God or not, you can look back and you can be like, okay, the rules aren't that bad. You're like, you're, you know, for like, for the most part, they're not that bad, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but the fact that nowadays we can just be like, you know, God's fake man's God. We can like, we can solve all of the problems. We really don't need those principles anymore. Like they're all subjective to to us, you know? Yeah. and I think we've lost a lot of the, just the common ground, the common respect we'd have for everybody because that was, I guess, doctrine, you know, principles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about that in the chapter two with fundamentalists. Like in the beginning, it was religion, yeah. right. And then now with the idea that God is dead, um, that means man is the conqueror of the world and we get to decide what's good and what's bad. 
So whoever champions the ideas the loudest gets to indoctrinate. Okay, this is what's good and this is what's acceptable. Yeah. Um, well, well, one thing I hate is like, okay, I, I understand that like we can almost solve most things through like math and science, and 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 even then, a lot of it's still to debate. Yeah, yeah. But until we can like bring someone back from like if we can give life again, then it's like we're not God. You know, it's like that's the key like distinguisher. Like we 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 don't know what to do. You know. I yeah. think that's my big thing. So we don't know the answers to everything. If we did, like we, we wouldn't die anymore. Yeah. True. Okay. So just a quick touch. Um, so I think ideology is here's how I should think, or here's how I think people should think. And then principles are, here's how I should act or here's how I should judge. And right. um, they're, they're individual things, but you can see how an ideology can be um, kind of blown up to be, hey, this is how other people should think in as well. Yeah. Right. With principles, it's like, here's how I think a good person should operate. So I'm going to operate by that. I, I mm. would like you to, I would like you to operate like that, but I can't expect that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on. Uh, second question. Do you guys agree with the sentiment of abandoned ideology? I think, I don't know if abandoned ideology is the, the correct term I, I was it was interesting to say like even when we were discussing earlier that you know be willing to abandon ideology is sort of what we were basing our discussion around mm -hmm. but jordan b peterson says uh just straight up abandon it i do think it's important to know what they are and i think it would be better to rephrase that as be willing to abandon that um for you know things that we'll probably get into but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Uh, for me, I have it written out here. I said, um, you know, we learned this in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, but we all have maps of what we think it is to live a good life. Some of those maps were given to us through our life experiences, and some of those maps we selected ourselves. But I believe we should be willing to abandon the ide ideologies we have if they're incorrect. Mm. However, that requires self-awareness and willingness to come through our beliefs. So we all have the, like a map, you know, here's what it is. Here's where I need to go to live a successful life for me. And here's the beliefs I have about how I'm going to do it. Here's the beliefs I have about how to be a good person. Be willing to abandon the ideologies that obviously do not fit into that. Right. Right. So say I have an ideology, like kind of coming back to what you were saying, material things make me feel successful. Um, and I end up getting all these material things and it didn't work, then I can sit down and be like, okay, well, obviously this one was incorrect. I have to remove that and then figure out what really does make me feel yeah. like I'm yeah. successful. Got to abandon it. You have to, you have to be willing to abandon it. Yeah. Willing to. Right. And I think that adding that be willing to is, is more important than abandon it. Right. right. Be willing to be willing to abandon it. Um, so you don't <laughs> attach it to your, your whole state of being. I would say. Right. Cause it, it's hard to, remove something and try and, and try and um take take some steps back when like you said you don't get the outcome that you're looking for so right. if you're heavily attached to it and you're like no way i'm never gonna uh abandon this ideology then you might just get the same result you're getting but if you do want something different then it yeah. might be good to abandon that ideology right because yeah. you can't what, what is, we say it a lot but <laughs> uh, it's a definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a yeah. different result yeah too right so be willing to look at the procedure in order to get a different result yeah true right yeah i would say um one you can't abandon an ideology if you don't if you have never experienced 
um, like for instance, the the materialistic example, right? Let's say you accumulate all these things that you found to be uh, sufficient at one point and you thought it would bring you, let's say, happiness, but then you realize you have all these things and it didn't. There's no way you can find out that you would need to abandon ideology once until you put yourself in a position where you can accumulate all those things or do the ideology that you believe is correct at the moment and then live through it a little bit, a long time, however long, and then be aware, create enough awareness around yourself that you can take a step back and realize like I was traveling down the wrong path for a little bit. I need it or for a while. And I need to kind of like find a different path because this is, I'm not happy doing this. You have to test the idea. Yeah, you have to. You literally have to test it. You right. can't speak on abandoning anything if mm. you don't have your if your feet aren't wet. Yeah, right, you can't stand beautiful. outside the pool and be like, "Everybody, there's there might be a shark in there, and there's people <laughs> swimming, and no one's getting bit by a shark." Yeah. So it's like, that's um, a good point. Dude. I, I really like what you said because you can't have you can't abandon ideology without putting it to the test. Yeah, and so I think the day and age we're in now is that there's so many ideologies and they've gone so far. It's hard to kind of like be like, okay, that ideology is wrong because that ideology, we can't just do that because that ideology is tagged to so many other ideologies. Right. And so it's hard to like dissect all of them. Yeah. Go ahead, John. There's for sure. Some you can be like, no, those are wrong. I like just ones I want to point out. KKK wrong. (laughs) They're wrong. Okay. Bad, bad bad ideology nazis bad um yeah yeah there's a lot of new ones too uh, uh we won't jump into it but there's some new ones that are some bullshit out there too man we gotta really <laughs> you gotta take them in and be like look what really are they trying to tell me yeah. you know so i like what right. you said i i really think that's a good point you cannot abandon ideology without putting it to the test and you know smart people learn from other people Right. So if you see that somebody has the same ideology as you and they go and they put it to the test and it fails, maybe learn from their experience so you don't have to be put in that yeah. that situation where I have to fail in order to understand because you, you might be able to learn it Way before having to hit the hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. All right. John, is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah. I disagree with the notion, the band that all ideology. Um, okay. So because then it's like we're back to where we started that okay there was some good stuff in there it's like throwing the baby out with the bath water right right. i think that like we can be flexible like we don't have to be rigid with our ideology i I, I like to think of that as like when you go to the grocery store you don't got to go and buy everything at the store like you just want like you just go in and buy what you like you know so like you can shop around you can try like a liberal lens and a conservative lens. You can try on Christianity and try on Buddhism. Like I like, a, I like a lot from, from all those things I just said, you know, but I disagree with things and all those things too. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, do a, I don't have to subscribe to one of them. Like I can take what I liked out of them and like enjoy what people put time into to like cultivate, you know, like, yeah. like smart people were involved in some aspect of that. Right. You know, so like right. there's history in it, like I can learn from it, but, and there's some things right. I disagree with and I don't have to take that with me. Yeah, we would only know what to sort of um, do, like to uh, remove from the ideologies that we don't like if they weren't in, in those places to begin with. So we could use as a like, reference for like, okay, maybe we can measure this ideology with this new form of thinking. Mm-hmm. That's the way I'm thinking. Is that what you're kind of saying, John? Yeah, I, I mean, like, you don't know something until you don't know something, you know, right. like, yeah. and and like, you can be flexible, you know, so. You know, for example, I would say even my own ideology has changed 
in my own life, you know? And like, it probably be, it'll probably be constantly changing because I'm taking on new information. I'm trying on different shoes, like of life, you know? Yeah. And then like, you find out, I, like, I kind of like this, you know? And like, I don't have to take the whole enchilada. I just could take the parts I like. Did you guys take uh, the abandon ideology as abandon all of it? Uh, that's how I took um, it. That's kind of how I took it. Yeah, not, I didn't. I didn't necessarily take it like me. I didn't. I didn't take it like that. Okay. Because I think it's like abandon comes with like if we're saying just all. I, I guess the title it does say abandon. Just abandon ideology. ideology. But I think realistically, like John said, if we were to abandon everything then yeah we're back at square one where civilization's back in caves and shit and like we're all like yeah. fighting for fighting to the fittest like yeah. fighting whoever's the strongest gonna survive you yeah. know what i mean like well that's why i said like i disagree i was like i don't yeah, I, yeah. I don't agree with these things yeah, but, yeah. yeah john you make a real good point um about being flexible in your ideals in order to learn about new ones and yeah. good ones that you could possibly yeah. you know see yourself identifying with I was going to mention too, because I was, that's like a really good point. I think like thinking about when we're born, right? We're all programmed a specific way. If you look, or if you're born in America, if you're born in California, if you're yeah. born in Fresno, right? Like just that dynamic to the spectrum all the way down to geography, like where you're born specifically compared to say someone born in China, born in Japan, Tokyo, yeah. like from their programming growing up, I thinking, I think having that flexibility as you get older, especially when you hit an adult, you have to have some sort of awareness to where you can step outside of, let's say, your religion or your own spectrum or your lens to where you can travel the world and you can be open instead of be like, why do you guys think like this? You guys are like yeah, dumb, yeah. but you know what I mean? But you're talking from your own ideology. You're talking. I think, I think once people travel they get what you just said. You know, it's yeah. only people who like don't travel, like don't get it because they like their bubble only goes so big. Like it's a bubble, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Once you start seeing the world, you're like, damn. So people are just people everywhere. Like yeah. that's crazy. That's <laughs> I think crazy. Um, what John's kind of saying too: be flexible in your ideals to learn about new ones is almost about growing your uh, empathetic muscle, right? Because <laughs> to be empathetic is to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Right. And so um, if you're building the empathetic muscle, somebody might bring a new idea to you at first. You're like, you know, I don't, I don't mess with that, you know, but if you just get into their shoes, you can understand why they think that way. Mm -hmm. And then maybe mm -hmm. you can learn something from that mm -hmm. person. Just um, something that I, I want to bring up because it's, it's a great example. And like, it's what a lot of people don't like about Christianity. Like when I was younger, I guess just because of like predisposed, like where I grew up family and like religion, I guess like, I didn't believe in gay, gay marriage or whatever. And I was like, I like felt more strongly about that when I was younger because I right. fucking didn't know anything, you know? Now that I'm older, I'm like, I fucking don't care if two dudes want to get married. Like, it doesn't affect me. I'm happy that they're happy. Like, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, it, so like, I like grew from that. I don't think that way anymore. And I'm still a Christian, you know? Like, I still believe in yeah. God. Like, I didn't throw yeah. it. This whole thing's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, like. You so. have this set idea. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great example. Like, it was no on Prop 8 or yes on Prop 8 out here in California. If you guys, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was, was yes or no. We learned about that in history class. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, as kids, people, I remember being in middle school, people like, nah, they can't. Yes, they can. It's like, why do we care right. about that? And then I remember hearing a comedian say, um, Look, if gay guys want to be miserable like the rest of us, let them. <laughs> yeah, I was doing that same like, line. No I was doing the same line. Was you make a good point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a form of, you know, identity. Like, <laughs> is it going to be no on Prop 8? Yes. And then yeah. it's, um, there's other things backed behind even the option of the two, right? Yeah. Why would that even be a thing? Well, it started out as a ideology. And right. maybe people have ingrained that into their principles. And it's like, oh, that's morally not right with me. 
you can get deep and people attach yeah. their identities to it. I mean, uh, so we're going to pivot to the next question just to get out of that. Um, not <laughs> so know, right? how, how can ideologies be a net negative in our lives? When you say net negative, what do you mean? Like, so you benefit a little bit from them. You get negative a little bit from them. And a net negative, there's more negative than positive. Totally negative. How can ideologies be a net negative? Or how can just take net out of it? I, I would say it could be negative if you attach yourself to it and you're not willing to abandon it because you won't be open-minded to other ways of thinking. You're going to attach <laughs> attach yourself to something um, and you won't be willing to consider other viewpoints. Um, you'll treat it as absolute truth and it's important to at least to, for the way I'm saying is just to at least consider other ways of thinking, you know, and um, you, it, I guess a negative too, is that if you're upholding one ideology and you don't, you, you are totally taking that as your uh, let's say your form of identity, then yeah. it's easy to fall into a victim mentality, a victim mindset. Mm. You're, you're able to victimize and then you're able to, you, all you see is our enemies around you who oppose you. Yeah, definitely. That's a pretty good way of putting it. You know, yeah. treating everybody as responsible for themselves in order to not place that on somebody else. That's a really good yeah. answer, I think. When I was thinking about it, it's like the context of like, we got this big complex thing going on, like with how our society is working and with government policy and stuff. And very simply, we're like, defund the police. And it's like, that's like their ideology for that thing. But it's like, it's a super complex problem, you know? Like we can't just defund the police, you know? But like, we're just putting the responsibility of a complex problem on like a super simple platform. And then we're letting some guy just take that and run with it until like right. the, that's the easy, office. That's an easy solution though. Why don't we just do that? Put our, put our hands up. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. It opens the doors to a whole bunch of complex they problems. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, it's not as easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, there's a good example too, huh? I heard in a discussion, um, kind of Jordan Peterson did an interview with people and he talks about how World War II was a continuation of World War I because World War I, with the ending of World War I, Germany was put into a situation where um, they had to pay back for what they did in World War I. Yep. And because of that, that arose ideas of, you know, it's because of these outer sources that we have all these problems that we have today. If those outer sources didn't exist, or if our, these inner sources, even like the Jewish people here, um, didn't exist, then we could, uh, fix all that. Mm. Right. We could, the simple problem, let's just simple. Solution. Let's yeah. And then, so the Nazi party came in in world war two and preached ideology to, uh, yeah. oh, especially like economically destroyed co country, um, where their money was absolutely useless and they were trying to figure things out, they rose to power selling an ideology to people that bought into it. And when they bought into it, we got what we got. The elk. Right? It's a, and a, a simple solution didn't fix their complex problems. In fact, it put a stain on the history. Yep. A lot of bad things happen. Right? And so um, ideologies can be a net negative if you don't analyze the complex problem. Um, and, and figure out all the different complex solutions that's going to be needed to fill. And it's like candy to people that think like that. They're like, yeah, that's, that's the solution. Let's do that. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm all these problems suck. Let's, that's yeah, like, that right sounds good. Let's move with Let's it. do that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I just think we can only take on so, so many things at once. It's like a mental tax and it's easy right. to just take that tax off and give it to somebody else, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
And then you just got to be careful who you give it to. And he yeah. explain everything through that. Like, oh yeah, this happened because of this and therefore yeah. this, and we, we need to do move forward with this solution. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Anything you'd like to add, Dev? Uh, I think just going along with David, like uh, I think it's just be just being more empathetic or sympathetic, um, recognizing. I think when we hear abandoned ideologies, like it's not. Um, I also like to think like you don't necessarily have to like remove them completely, but just like uh, I guess uh, lower the threshold on how hard you believe them. Believe your ideologies when you're around different spectrums of people, right? Like don't go blurting out like let's say, I don't know, Christianity is the best religion in the world and all these other religions are a mimic of Christianity. I think I'm, you worry a little... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You can keep going. I think it's just like, just be more sympathetic. Like, you can have all your ideologies, but like when you get around different people, you'll just have a different way of viewing your own ideology and you'll get more information from the ideologies that you didn't understand before. Mm, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's like you can be passionate about your, your ideology and I don't think yeah. you ever have to turn the volume down. Like if you want to be passionate about God, like praise the Lord, bro. Yeah. But like when you're presented like information backed up by facts, like for example, like I want to like code, for example, there's a lot of data showing that like, unless you're using the N95 mask, like masks aren't effective, but it was the ideology of like, a certain, it was ideology of a lot of people that were like, you got to mask up, you got to mask up. It's like, if I'm presented facts that say that I don't like, it doesn't do anything, then why are we doing it? Because of our ideology to like show that we're doing the right thing. Right. And so like, you can be all jazzed up about it, but when you're shown like new facts, you got to be able to look at it like logically and be like, okay, maybe I, that was wrong and I can adapt, you know? Toss it out the window. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I wanted to add on too, you know, these are complex issues that we're talking about and i think the more that you're attached to ideology or the more you're you're ingrained into that here's the solution and or like the here's the solution to let's say a possibly like really complex issue like we're getting further away from what could be a solution to even like attack those complex problems um for even and jvp says in this chapter for complex problems to even be solved it's it's it needs a lot of back testing and there's going to be a lot of failed solutions before we even get to like possibly one solution for this thing that's like a huge complex scenario yeah well, that's why a lot of times like like one word simple slogans are the answer because like the amount of work it would take and like research it would take to start figuring out all of these problems and have like that on them it's it's a big ask you know yeah 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 i mean in my experience, so I'm doing grad school doing geology and the problem I'm doing is extremely complex. So um, just an example, inside of a rock, you get a stretch of minerals within it. We wanna know if that is the is parallel to the direction of subduction. Very complex, right? I could break that down for hours, but yeah. um, in order to understand that problem, you gotta understand what alineation is. Okay, well then I gotta attack with that solution. Why is it stretched? That's another solution I have to go figure out. What, what minerals are they? There's this huge pyramid that you get into with just one complex problem. That's not just going to take one solution. There's hundreds of them, yeah. right? It's just this huge umbrella that you end up getting into that you, you have to be willing to undertake. It's not just going to be one sentence that fix it. Right. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I just want that's just an example I'm learning right now in my own program now. So, all right. Anything else you guys want to mention about that before we move to the next uh, topic? You guys are good. Keep it moving. All right. All right. So another big 
point that uh, JBP mentions is before attempting to solve the world's problems, solve the problems within yourself, right? So JBP writes, it is much more psychologically appropriate to assume that you are the enemy. Mm. That is your weak, oh, excuse me, that it is your weakness and insufficiencies that are damaging the world than to assume saint-like goodness on the part of you and your party and to pursue the enemy you will be then be inclined to see everywhere. So, you know, we thought this was very comparable to uh, the verse Matthew 7, 5, which states, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly enough to remove the speck from your brothers. Um, So I wanted to ask, do you guys think it is imperative to first seek fixing internal problems and then when all of that is dealt with, fixing external problems? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, Let's yeah. just say yes. Move on. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> it's and, a simple answer. Um, I think one example would be like look at all like the relationship. Look at divorce, mm. right? When um, when say when a woman or a man gets into like complex problems in their relationship, and there happens to be a divorce, usually those people have. Um, let's say the divorce happened, like there was a negative aspect around the relationship, and those two people have ideologies imprinted in them now with a negative aspect of marriage and so they'll spread that ideology as if marriage is no good right mm-hmm. because my audio my marriage wasn't good yours is probably not going to be good and that person's isn't probably going to be good and so now i'm just going to be single and just do whatever i want so the ideology of marriage got tarnished because one set of people had uh had a bad experience and i'm not saying there's great divorces or whatever i don't like you know i mean i'm not married so i can't speak on every single aspect of a marriage but I think it's just to go to say, like, if the internal problem was your guys' relationship, don't come out of it externally expecting the world to understand all the complex problems within that relationship. Mm. And then being like, oh, I understand. Okay, that man's right because marriage is bad, right? Let those let people experience it first. Let people go through it, right? Let them get in the water. And then you can discuss, like, are you married? No, I've never been married. Then that's not the person you should be talking to because <laughs> that that specific person had a bad experience. She's going to try and push other people not to go down that lane. Okay. A, a, a good example is like the, a good example is like the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. You know, it's like now we get to see all the guts of like that relationship. And it's like, so now it's like, it's like you're, you're like the inside looking at like the same playing field as them where before people were making accusations from the outside. Yeah. And you were yeah. being like, how can someone even comprehend what's from the inside going out? And so I think there is there there I think there is ways to have a healthy divorce or a healthy breakup, but that's inter- like speaking from the two parties. That's an internal thing that you guys have to work on together, right? If you want it to be a quote unquote healthy, healthy. Yeah. So start internally. Yeah. Then, so, it's okay. gonna, so if it's a person, then it's going to be an that's a good example a relationship. Yeah. So the the person or the people that are going through divorce, <laughs> instead of trying to fix inter- external problems, what internal problems would you recommend them to? target i feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't touch on that none of us even been married like yeah, yeah. I, how many of us are in a relationship let's move I, on i was married i'm just kidding. i think just break up like if you do if you go through a breakup try not to like if there was bad experiences then yeah you're gonna have to handle that like whatever bad however bad they were you'll know best for yourself yeah but if it's such a thing as like just you guys are just growing apart or something then why tarnish a good relationship that you built for so long because like maybe your feelings got hurt you know what i mean kind of just work through your like mm. internal emotional stuff and then communicate to that person like damn i really appreciated you in my life but i see that we got to just go our separate ways 
Okay. But just keep the relationship a viable. You know what I mean? Everybody, all four of us are going to have different experiences, everybody yeah. watching. So it's hard to give mm-hmm. like hard advice to that. Like, yeah. But, yeah. but okay. Okay. You're yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Figure Fine. out what you're doing and how you could fix it. Right. And then, and then once that's been fixed, then talk to your partner about, hey, this isn't working. Can we talk about fixing yeah. this? Just don't go right. external first because yeah. your feelings are hurt. Right. Right. Because, no. yeah. Okay. How about you guys? I would just say in general, like you can't always live by like internal first, external after, you know, just not practical, you know? So it's just take that with a grain of salt. You know, it's like, I think the world would work better if we all took care of our internal, most of our internal problems and then went out to the world, you know, but it's like, sometimes life's happening. You can't be like, hold up. I can't deal with that. I must first find inner peace. You know, Uh, I'm, I'm going through some trauma right now. Okay. So like, you know, life doesn't, life keeps going, but like in your free time, you know, tackle that internal shit. Do you guys think generally internal issues, like just say a person, a person's internal issues are harder to solve than externally, like, um, like solving external issues. Internal problems are just, are just like, there's multi-layer, like external problems are like, this report's due by Monday, 8 a.m., get it done. And you're like, yes, sir. Yeah. You know, <laughs> internal problems like, I have trauma from my childhood. That's why I don't trust people. It's like, okay, well, let's fucking unpack that. That's why? Way harder. You know? So, like, what's harder? Like, the internal problem. And, like, maybe it's easier to, like, not even touch that right now, you know? But, so, that's how I think about that. Yeah. I think for the better outcome, um, you know, you would maybe want to start internal first. If that's what you're going for. I mean, we've touched on that, right? Like, this reminds me of the circle of, uh, concern and circle of influence. Um, and we have a, a concepts and focus episode on that. Yeah. I'll uh, be sure to watch that one. Kind of like, relate to that one. Uh, go ahead. John. I just, I just think it's impossible to say you must do the internal first. It's like life is always going like the moment I wake up, like my day started, you know, it's like, I feel like how you deal with the internal is what by making like healthy habits and like the principal thing, you know? Yeah. Right. So it's like, yep. like you have, you have to be doing both at the same time almost that that's like my, why I disagree. Yeah. They move in sync. Sort to, of. to answer your question. Like in general, I think it depends on the situation. If you're looking to an external problem and it's extremely complex, like police brutality in America, that's a huge problem to con- conquer. Right. But what well, I think it's important to address the internal first, right. Moving on from that example is like, say somebody came up to me and was telling me, hey, you need to lose weight, but that person's 40, 50 pounds overweight. Then they haven't built the credibility enough to come and talk to me about how to do it, how to do this, because they haven't fixed their own thing, Mm -hmm. right? And almost, if you don't fix the internal, then how can anybody trust you when you try to fix the external? That's why I think it's important to talk about the internal, Mm -hmm. to do the internal first. Yeah, I agree. That's the way to put it, credibility. Right. Right. It's it's if somebody comes if I come to you and I started talking to you about trading, I haven't done anything about training, trading at all. Like, why would you want to listen to me? Mm-hmm. Right. But if I came to you to talk about geology, I've done the internal work for yeah. myself to figure out, OK, what it is I, I want. I'm passionate about. Here's what I know about the fundamentals of it. I can come and talk to you about it. So it's just different. You'd receive the message differently is really what yeah. I want to say. I think, yeah, I think just external, like giving someone extra, like the guy approach, a somewhat girl guy, whatever, approaching you yeah. and saying like, you need to lose 40, but they're 40, 50 pounds overweight. I think right. it's easy to give external advice to someone that is in your position right. rather than 
fixing the internal problems that you're currently dealing yeah. with, right? I think so. That's what we're saying. That's what I think. And you saying. know what's so interesting nowadays is there's we have Twitter, right? Yeah. So Twitter. the people that the people that have done the internal work, they don't have the time to go on Twitter and and voice all this stuff on Twitter and a massive following. Mm-hmm. So I disagree. The people, the people that are people. online that have a huge following that can push an idea are valued, their opinions valued just as much as somebody who's actually competent uh, in that yeah. subject. So now we're in this place where, oh. well, do we trust the people that has a lot of likes or do we trust the people that have put in the time to fully understand what we're trying to talk about? Yeah. Right? Oh, so okay, there's okay. a dichotomy where it's like, That's well, we true. have to believe this one because it's liked by a lot of people. But yeah. this person put in the work. And I'm sure if he had a Twitter that had a lot of people, we'd get just as many likes, if not more. This episode is not sponsored by Twitter. Do you guys think, Twitter, <laughs> dude, if Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> is Twitter external or internal? External, completely. You think so? Yeah. Even oh, if you use it as a diary, it's an external. So, so, so if, if a guy was sitting in his or a girl was sitting in his room, 14 or whatever, hates like certain ideologies, there's certain things, certain things that you would say on Twitter, but would never say in real life. Oh, of course. Yeah, Wait, that, yeah, yeah. It, it's external by like just context. Like, there's literally, I don't know. I have this like, I have this. I think it's. In, I I have this feeling that it's like internal because there's a lot of stuff people would say on the internet. Right? There might way. be internal thoughts. Like today, I tweeted, "Ready to consume, aka the human experience." <laughs> like, that was an internal thought. I shared it externally <laughs> because, like, my brain. I thought it was funny. Like, I, oh, I, no, yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I think on Twitter it's, it's the it's the so people that fire. are like saying like rude or obnoxious or like ignorant stuff on there okay. right they, they in reality like that's i think that's how i'm thinking about it is like if they would never say it in reality then it's, you're living through a phone that is yours nobody goes through it nobody can see it Everybody it's like you're the, yeah oh. but what if you're anonymous no one knows who you got you are. tears in my eyes <laughs> aka come to me the human experience no, I, think what you said, I think that'd, that'd be a good little probably tweeted that at like five in the morning <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting ready with ace now you bring up a good point though you did bring up a good point okay um you know we haven't touched on this but it's uh one of our final questions is why do people typically address external problems before dealing with internal ones i think we kind of covered that one though you think so Oh, I think we touched on it, but, um, you know, explicitly, what, what answer explicitly, um, because I, I think say, it's a false okay. sense of, oh, go ahead, John. No, 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 no. no I would say it's a false, false sense of, um, control. I think it's a, it's the easy thing is like, I got to change something outside because it, it's harder to sort of solve internal problems. Um, kind of like how we're talking about like the simple solution idea to solve a complex issue. Right. Maybe the immediate easier route or the low road is to just try and solve something externally because you know internally is going to be harder. Okay. Yeah. That makes me think of all the, uh, you know, I don't date in town because all the in town people are. Yeah. Are all the in town people terrible? Or maybe you just have. Maybe you got some shit you got to fix. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay. I just think like uh, let's just like generally like let's say like weight or like fitness or even just um, money or finances like your income. It's easier to tell people like how to make money or how to lose weight than it is to actually go and do it. Comes oh. from like a sense of simple solutions just prescribed to people who let's say in this case, well one hundred percent or whatever because they're like well you don't know what I'm like I have a of this hormonal thing. I have a, I was born with this, something like that, you know, 100%, 100%. Right. 
So overall, can we agree that maybe like simple solutions for things most generally are not good? Or do you guys think that simple solutions to things are somewhat they can there there is simple solutions to things? I just think it's like yeah, but it's just like anything. It's like there's simple problems. Like like sometimes okay, one plus one. Yeah, like you got a bolt, it lost its nut, simple solution, you get a new nut. Like that's a simple problem, simple solution, you know, but it's like a bridge is breaking. How can we refurbish it? It's like, okay, well, that's a pretty big task. Exactly. So I don't think it's going to end on a better note than that. So I'm going to take us out. You're guys so much for tuning into another installment of Paradigm Podcast. Uh, We hope you enjoyed the show and learned something new. Stay normal. (laughs) Stay normal. Stay normal. <laughs> Before you take off, remember to subscribe to the channel, like the video, drop a comment down below. Are there any books you recommend? What do you think about the vlog? Um, and then what'd you learn from Rule Six? So follow us on our social media platforms too. All the information will be down in the description below. And remember, the life you live now creates who you'll be tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>